hello again. Welcome to another Calvary Baptist podcast. My name is Joel Vaught. I'm the children's director here at Calvary. I'm sitting with Bobby Mason, our worship pastor, and Brandon, our youth and family pastor. And um, Hey. Hey. What's up? Hey, as much as maybe we're getting tired of kind of these COVID-related episodes, they are timely and relevant for what we are walking through in our lives right now and, and many people in our church as well. And uh, we've had some pretty cool conversations lately about um, realizations you guys have kind of come to or growth that's been happening for you during this time. And so we wanted just to spend some time kind of talking about some of that stuff. Um, We've been all processing a lot of different things and we all have different views on COVID and everything surrounding that. Um, And I think we've all at some level kind of been feeling like we've been bashing our heads against the wall, just feeling frustrated. Mm-hmm. Is that right, Bobby? Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's a really fair assessment. I know that I've been frustrated just in not knowing what to do. Yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do in the midst of this? And not just like, you know, like how to get out of bed and how to function as an adult. Like those are obviously already troubles that I have. Um, so that <laughs> those are things to work over from the very beginning. But, but then, um, you know, when we get to the standpoint of parenting, what am I supposed to do? What's best for my kids? Um, what what am I supposed to do from a work standpoint? How can I best serve um, in my role here at the church while still um, helping to keep people not only safe, but um, uh, knowing that we care for their, their needs and ultimately what's best for them? Um, and basing that all from a biblical place uh, while still holding my own, like, personal stance on everything. Like, yeah. there there is... Every person that is alive has an opinion about this, and opinions aren't necessarily wrong, but they certainly are different. And those things are brought about from a person's past, a person's present, person's situation, personal health, um, those of the health of those around them, they're closest to. Um, and and so the important part in loving those around us is, is really just um, thinking of others more highly than ourselves. I think if we want to take it to scripture, then. Um, what is best for others, what's best for me, um, and then trying to do our very best to love them um, just like just like God loves us. So, Yeah. Yeah, if I think about, if I'm thinking right now about my frustrations, I think they probably mostly stem from kind of a selfish standpoint. We've talked about that a lot too, just like, like you said, what am, what am I doing during this time? And, and I forget very frequently to be more concerned with my wife and how she's feeling and, and my kids and how they're feeling and just the the upheaval in their lives, no school and then school being different and and um, worries and concerns about our loved ones and things. And, and um, I find myself putting myself first a lot right now and, and I'm growing in that. I'm working on it. Yeah, from the standpoint of a, a man, I think I want to say this really carefully because it's certainly not always true, but I, th- I think for men, mostly we, we do have an accomplishment um, mentality or yeah. even like a stigma where um, when we can look at what we've done, there's a sense of accomplishment or satisfaction that comes from that that really puts us to... Um, it, it brings us worth, and that, and not necessarily wrong. But if it come, if it becomes an idol, then then that is, that is bad, mm-hmm. you know. And and I think that this, what this season has done for me, and I know for many, is I I went from a time where 
Um, I came back into the staff at the church, and at that point we were just right into transition. So we, um, I was kind of managing a couple of different roles, and then also in Convergence, which is our biblical training program through CB Northwest, and um, you know, parent of four children with my beautiful wife Krista, and um, there's just a lot going on. And then when this happened, we essentially traded off those roles, those pastoral roles, to David the day that this all came down, like David and I had a meeting, we talked about staff management and just some other things that was on my plate at the time. And I passed those off. And then so simultaneously, I went from essentially two full jobs with convergence and everything else to, to no job. Mm -hmm. Like now I'm not helping in our all servants process because all of our servants have stopped serving because we had to shut down all of our ministries. I'm I'm, I'm not leading our church into worship, which that's the Spirit's job, but I'm not helping to lead in that physical capacity on a Sunday morning because we're not having Sunday morning together worship. I'm not managing the staff because the staff are not together in meeting, plus David's not taking that over. And so what that did was you can really hide a lot of things inside of yourself with accomplishment and busyness. You can hide a lot of things that probably should not be hidden. Sure. Um, and that left me alone with my own thoughts and my own uh, self for a long time. And, and that, that will cause some upheaval in the heart of a man, uh, any man, I think, um, having to deal with yourself and realize the brokenness that's inside. And so, um, I, hopefully this has done for others what it has done for me in bringing about a season of reflection and a season of healing, um, and really getting just to a much healthier spot on, on role for me. What is my role, not only in my job, but in my family? What is like, what are the things that I should be doing that maybe before I just did because it was something to do or, or it felt good at the time or was something to add on top of the busyness. And, and so, um, hopefully today we can talk a little bit about some of that too. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Um, you've had some great insight, our staff meeting a couple of days ago, just about some realizations you're kind of coming to about your ability to control the situation around you. And, and maybe um, some of that inward reflection kind of leads into that, right? Yeah, that that's, I'm sure that some of the that past role um, of kind of standing in as an informal interim, but kind of helping to just keep us in step as we walked towards that season where we hired David. Um, some of that is just natural um, muscle memory, emotional muscle memory of like, okay, what are we doing next? Because that's the question that we that we answer all the time. Okay, where's the church going? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. And, and that had been the role that I'd been in for about a year. And um, and then when we get into this new season, th- that is the question that everyone's asking. When are we coming back? What are we, you know, what's the plan? How are we going to... And so I think I felt a lot of that in hearing it and that emotional muscle memory coming back to me in a way that that basically wanted me to kind of spring back into action and and well let's figure that out. Well well that's that's not my role. Hmm. And and that's and frankly, um, I can't change anything that's happening. And not not in a bad not in a not even in a leadership or a staff way, but like physically, this thing is happening. Yeah. Whether we think it's it, whether we think it's big or we think it's small, whether we think it's real or we think it's all fake, whether like whatever, wherever your opinion stands, that part doesn't change what is. Like, mm-hmm. It doesn't change that it's really happening to us right now um, and that we each have our own place in the midst of it. And so that seems really dumb that it took me eight weeks to realize that I couldn't fix it, that I couldn't fix COVID for everybody. Cause that really was like where my head was at. Like, well, let's just figure it out and fix it. Let's yeah. put some things in place so we can just work around it. Let's, 
let's put a process in place so that we can get back to doing what we've always done. And and once God brought my heart to a place where he, he um, Proverbs 3, 5, and six, 5 through 7, actually, and it's funny, actually, I'm sorry, I was looking at you, but for Brandon, that was the verse that Brian brought to our elder team meeting today. And I hadn't talked to Brian about that at all, but just trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all of your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And then it, it talks about asking God for wisdom and that um, if you ask God for wisdom and turn away from evil, he will give you health for your flesh and and uh, restoration for your bones. This just deep healing, right? Mm-hmm. This deep, even a physical healing that I, I we know, I mean, science shows us how much stress affects our physical body. Like there, there is a toll that's being played on our physical selves in the midst of this emotional and, and for obviously for some physical crisis, but even those who have not been affected by this in any fashion physically have felt the effects physically yeah. just because of the stress, the fear, and everything that's gone on around it. And, and so God brought my heart to a place where he's just like, dude, you don't have to know. <laughs> and frankly, you can't fix it. So why don't you lean on the understanding that I would give you? So let's go back to square one. W- what is your role? And when I realized that my role is to serve well, to love well, try and communicate the best that I can, and then follow, follow our elder team, follow Pastor David and what and what we're going to do as a staff and the things that we are going to be a part of, man, there just came this rushing, refreshing, like, peace over me, like, you're doing fine. Hmm. You're, you're, doing, you're doing fine, and you're doing everything you've been asked to do, and now just trust that I love you, Bobby, like that, that sense of just being there, like, wow. I already knew it was going to be fine. Even if I do die from this thing, I'm going to go to heaven, but that doesn't change our emotional and physical state in the moment. And that's where like that finding contentment and peace in that moment, like what we've been talking about in the series the whole time, finding that peace like a river that rushes over you. That was my moment mm-hmm. for that. That's so. awesome. And and you were talking about how Brandon's uh, message this past Sunday was was so timely for you in that, right? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, there. It's a great reminder that there are so many people that are walking through situations every single day. And one of the references that I've I've talked to folks about uh, in in comparison to what we're walking through because it's this is bad. Yeah. But like in Sudan, their government has been killing them for twenty years. Mm. They the the when Brian went and visited <clears throat> these people, it's not like something he heard about. He saw these people all have their own hole. That when the planes begin to fly over, people just run and they jump into the ground so that they are not bombed by their own government. Wow. Physically murdered. And it's a daily thing. They, they send over planes and they drop out these giant barrel bombs and they just kill people. Because they're trying to get them to move out of this mountainous region where they could get minerals and, and diamonds and whatever else is there. They want to farm this land, but the people don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. And so we think of our situation and how hard it is that we can't meet together as a church, that we can't... Um, go to work normally that we can't do the things we did do that brought us value or and then and then we put that side by side with something like that and god does kind of allow us like that that deep grace and mercy to go wow okay i'm i'm very blessed mm-hmm. um and so some of that self-reflection can help and what brandon brought on sunday the story about his friend jay and i'll let him speak to that more uh here but that was impactful for me to realize like the affliction that i am dealing with is is nothing yeah, really. And and to find those things that we can be deeply thankful for, um, even in the midst of a time that is strange and even dangerous, we each need to 
take some time and be introspective and find those things. And as often as we need to, sometimes mm. they're not, they don't last. We need to go back to that, that well, that peace, um, that, that needs to wash over us. Yeah. So Brandon, on your, uh, sermon this past Sunday, you spent a lot of time talking about your friend Jay, who is an amazing example of peace in his present circumstance. And he is fighting a life or death battle with, with cancer right now. And, um, I've seen some of the things that he's posted and, and you shared and, uh, man, that guy's heart is incredible and, uh, really sobering to think about the grace that he is walking through this whole process with. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, for me watching, watching my friend Jay, um, I, I can't imagine, you know, I mean, I, I watched my mom go through it. I watched you know, how she interacted with it. I watched how she responded to it. And, and then to, and then to go and watch another guy that, that I love, that I look up to that, um, you know, Jay was a, a guy in Tosh and I's life when, when we, um, transitioned out here, you know, once, twice a month would just message us to just check in and, and see how we were doing. And, and that wasn't his responsibility. He didn't need to do that, but he, he loved us enough to, you know, to want to invest in the relationship, even though we moved, you know, what, like an hour and a half away. And, you know, I think for me, as I was preparing um, for this message on Sunday and and what does it mean to have peace in my present? What does it mean to preach the gospel to myself? I I just kept looking to, and and as I'm watching Jay walk through this, I, I keep seeing the apostle Paul. Mm. Right. I keep seeing this, you know, I'm pressed, but not crushed, persecuted, not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. Right. I carry the sentence of death so that the life of Christ might be made evident. Right. Mm. So I, as I'm watching Jay doing this, I'm getting a modern day picture of the apostle Paul. And, you know, for me, it's like, what does it look like to run this race, to fight the good fight, to keep the faith what does it look like to run that race? And for me, I'm like, okay, I want to run it like Paul. I want to run it like Jay. What is something that they are doing in their life right now that I'm not doing or Mm. that I don't do well. And for me, it just, it just came in like a rushing wind. Okay. What gospel are you preaching to yourself today? Like right now in this moment, you know, and, and that preaching the gospel to myself really comes down to, um, the Timothy passage, you know, watch your life and your doctrine, guard your life and your doctrine, right? What is it that I believe about God? That's my doctrine. What is it that I believe about God that then drives the way that I live my life? Mm -hmm. Right? So if, if I don't believe that God is sovereign, that God works for his glory and our good in all circumstances, then I won't have peace in COVID. I wouldn't have peace if I was walking through cancer, if it was me or a loved one, right? But the fact that I do believe that God is sovereign, that God does work for his glory and our good in all circumstances, that enables me to rejoice 
in that. Rejoice for the way that Jay's running his race. Rejoice in the fact that I know that he's going to go from glorifying God on this earth to glorifying and being glorified in the presence of God. Mm. I know that right now as I'm, I'm seeking ways to glorify God through COVID, and it, it's <laughs> it's a struggle, man. I mean, youth and family ministry, doing youth group through Zoom, yeah. you know, you're experiencing this with children's ministry. How, how do we do this and how do we do it well? How do we glorify God in this? And yeah, I mean, I, I've been beating my head up against a wall trying to figure out how do I do this? Like, I'm, I'm just done with this right now, God. I'm so done doing youth ministry through a screen. I'm so done just with the same old routine week in and week out, right? And mm-hmm. it's, okay, how do I preach the gospel to myself right now? Yeah. What would God desire me to do right now? And and kind of to what Bobby said, like what I'm doing right now is is the best I can possibly do with the circumstance that I possibly have. And I get to rejoice in the fact that I've got kids that are still coming. I've got kids that are still enjoying the fellowship. I've got kids that are asking amazing questions Mm. um, and we're getting to process those things together. So there's much to rejoice in, in this current season. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, a good exercise to kind of take somebody's life like Jay and say, okay, his circumstance is different than mine, but this guy is finding amazing peace during this time. And I might be inconvenienced by all this, but Man, I am still so blessed to even still have a job to be able to engage with parents and kids mm-hmm. and and youth. And so, what does what is what does a piece like Jay's look like in my circumstance? Right. Right. Yeah, I think that I think that's exactly right. You know, yeah. how do I? You know, Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul, he says, "Follow me as I follow Christ." The things that you have seen me model, right? Put those things into practice. Mm-hmm. I'm getting to CJ model something for me as he's walking through the most difficult of life circumstances. Yeah. Here's an opportunity to put these things into practice. The, the things that I am observing in, in a good and faithful servant of God, mm-hmm. put this into practice. Yeah. You know? and, and as we look kind of, we're all maybe on some level experiencing a little bit of, of grief. And I want to be careful with that word because, mm-hmm. um, um, because it's not the same in every circumstance, right? But right. we might all, at some level, be going through a bit of a grieving process of plans we may have had or things that were on the horizon for us uh, that are now put on hold for a season or are just gone. Uh, maybe maybe the loss of a job, certainly loss of loved ones. Um, so you're kind of going through a little bit of that process right now, too. I mean, I mean Jay's circumstance is not optimistic i would say right so so you're looking at potentially the loss of a friend for for this time um and then you've also kind of you've still been on a a long journey of of grief as related to the passing of your mom but you had a really really cool experience this last weekend i was wondering if you would share some of that too yeah um you know i i want to say you know with grief grief is stages right like we all experience grief differently and they're they're like i like your point to the fact that we're all grieving something right Mm -hmm. whether it's the loss of relationships whether it's the loss like i think about like our our eighth graders who are graduating and going into high school i think about our seniors this year who are graduating and are not having the opportunity to experience the the amazingness of 
what it means to graduate. Yeah. Like Walk it's a huge in, accomplishment. Down, yeah. You know, um, and I, you know, I can vividly remember graduating from high school, right? And they're experiencing loss. You know, we've got some people in the church recently who are who are grieving the loss of loved ones, and yeah. and you know what I'm experiencing in this is that grief grief is in stages. You know, it's 14 years this year for my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, this Memorial Day, um, this Memorial Day, you know, I, <laughs> I just told Tasha, you know, I, I want to go, I want to go to Gresham and I just want to get some teriyaki. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just, I crave teriyaki and, and the other intention of going there was also to go and put flowers on my grandpa's grave and, and also on my mom's grave. And, and as I was, you know, sitting there and, and talking with Tosh, there was this real strong desire in me that I was just going to do teriyaki and I really did not want to go to the graveyard. Yeah. Right. Like I know that my mom and my grandpa who, who love Jesus, I, I know that they are not in the graveyard. Mm-hmm. Right. But there is something about going to their grave that, that spells finality, like a conclusion, right? It's, it's acknowledging the fact that there's somebody here that, that I loved and was here and was present and they're not here anymore. Yeah. And instead of, instead of backing out of it, I really felt like, you know, God was saying, I think this is, this is something you need to do. Like this is healthy. And I I don't think I had been to my mom and and my grandpa's grave. I think it's been like four or five years, you know, um, it's a pretty significant amount of time. Sure. Right. And as I went um, and I laid flowers on my mom's grave and my grandpa's grave, and I, I just started thinking about my dad, hmm. you know, like what is it like for, for a husband to lose a wife? What is it like for a son to lose their father? Right. And I, for whatever reason, my dad was just very heavy on my heart and I was just sitting there and I was just like, I really miss my dad right now. Hmm. Like I just, I wish I could give him a hug. I know that today is a hard day. Um, you know, because it's his dad, because it's his wife. Right. I know today's a hard day and I just, I wish I could hug him right now. And as I'm at my uh, grandpa's grave and, uh, and I'm just kind of, you know, thinking about my dad, all of a sudden uh, there's this car that drives up. Right. And I'm like, looks like my dad's rig, right? It looks like his, his truck. And then the guy gets out of the car and, and starts walking down. And I'm like, that looks like my dad, right? And, um, you know, and then he stops right at my mom's grave and gets down. And, and, and I'm just like, it's my dad. Wow. And, you know, walk over. And we just had this amazing moment, father, son. And we had a good cry. And it was a very manly cry. Um, of course. <laughs> but it was, you know, it was just, it was, it was God meeting me and affirming me in the fact that I'm present, I'm with you, and I'm also walking in this with your dad too. Like, that's cool. Don't mistake the process, mm, right? That's awesome. Yeah. Speaking of, of a process, um, let's talk about your sermon a little bit from from Sunday and and um, how. How that affected you? Like, what were you processing as you were preparing that sermon? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it just came down to you know what does it mean to rejoice in the Lord always? I will say it again, rejoice and and watching, watching Jay and it's like I said, you know, one thing that Jay has modeled through this whole entire time is that Jay has some really hard questions, 
right? He has like, you know, God, I don't understand why this is happening. God, I don't understand why you're not bringing healing. Um, you know, what about my wife? What about my, my daughters? You know, who's going to take care of them? And, and as Jay is asking those questions, you know, he's also responding, but God, this is how you're meeting me in this. God, this is what you're doing in this. God, this is how I want to glorify you in this. And right. It's, it's why, why soul are you downcast? Why are you, you know, with despair within me? Right. Mm-hmm. Hope in God. Yeah. And it just drove me to, as I, you know, as I'm processing all this, it's like, okay, what, what am I preaching to myself right now? Like, what am I buying into today? What mm-hmm. am I buying into in this moment? And then how is that, you know, playing out in my life? So like total transparency, man, the, the week, um, the week as I was preparing for the message, you know, just very, um, anxious, very, just very, uh, unsettled in my spirit, very, um, just little things like, you know, Ty or Tosh, you know, being at home, just little things setting me off. And Mm. it's like, why am I, why am I so quick to become upset or anxious or why, why am I, why am I so quick to that? It's because, okay, I'm not, I'm not preaching the gospel of Christ to myself. Mm -hmm. I'm preaching something else to myself in this moment. And I'm not living out. I'm not actually believing what it is that I'm, what I'm going to go up and preach. Right. And God had to take me. So there was a progression, you know, from moving uh, from Monday all the way up until Saturday night and then into Sunday, like, okay, God, I'm, I'm starting to really understand what it means to preach the gospel to myself. I'm starting to understand what this looks like Mm -hmm. in my marriage for my parenting, for getting up and and shepherding a church. And I mean, as much as I say, you know, I'm, I'm preaching a message to the church. It's all about what is God preaching to me? What am I, what am, what's going on in me as I'm shepherding myself through this. Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of that realization. And I think Bobby had some really good um, points to share on that idea of what does it look like to shepherd the message well to ourselves? Which I think I'm pretty sure we could probably do an entire podcast about Mm -hmm. preaching. Yeah. And so maybe uh, if people are generally interested in that, that might be a good thing for them to come back to next week or the following week. And we'll get the real preachers in here like David and Josh and, have them speak to that as well. Yeah, that would be a good episode to hear kind of how you guys approach um, preparing a message and, and what your heart works through during that time as well. Setting up a new episode here on the podcast. I like it. Well, Calvary, we, we know that uh, so many of you are processing this time, possibly struggling with things. Please know that we are um, as a staff in prayer for you. And we pray that um, God is bringing you some growth and, and some uh, new and different revelations of himself uh, during this time. And, and we just pray for deep growth in your life. We pray that your walk with Christ is strengthened. And, and we pray that uh, listening to this podcast uh, might be part of that as well as you hear the things that we're processing. So thanks guys for being here. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thanks, man. And we will... Uh, Catch you all on the next podcast. Thank you so much for listening.